You're listening to episode 23 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I am your host, Sean Brown, and on today's episode, we have Todd Watson joining us. If you don't know Todd by name, you probably have heard of his company, which is Show It. He is the co-founder and CEO of Show It, which is a drag and drop website builder designed for professional photographers and creative business owners. Todd co-founded Show It in 2006, and his intention was to help photographers bridge the gap between tech and creativity. If you guys are anything like me, I can't code for my to save my life, and I really needed a website developer and builder that would just allow me to drag and drop stuff where I wanted it and, and make it exactly how I wanted it to look. And Todd and his team at Show It have done it to really cater to the professional photographers and creative business owners that don't know how to do the design stuff. They wanna build stunning websites, but they don't know how. So Todd is the one who has made this possible by co-founding Show It. In today's episode, we go a little bit long. It's an amazing episode, so I encourage you guys to listen all the way through because there are tons of important details and messages that we really get into. But some of them are his mission behind Show It, the importance of community, how to cultivate community, and understanding the need of having a team and building a team around you with your mission and vision at the center. So I can't wait to have you guys join us for this episode. Settle in. If you guys are are listening on your drive, listen on your drive. If you guys are at the gym working out, listen during your workout. We're excited to have you joining us and cannot wait to dive in. So without further ado, episode 23 with Todd Watson. Hey everyone, welcome to the Senior Style Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and today we have the incredible Todd Watson on. He is the CEO and co-founder of Show It. You guys have probably seen their sites. Um, Jasmine Starr uses a Show It site, who's a huge name. Um, Wedding photographers like Amy and Jordan Demos. All those amazing people are built on Show It, the drag-and-drop online web builder that Todd is running the company for and, and the insight and the, the fa- co-founder behind. So we're stoked to have him on here today. They are based in Gilbert, Arizona, right outside of the Phoenix area in Ariz- beautiful, sunny Arizona, which has way warmer weather than us in Portland, Oregon. Um, so we're stoked to have him on here today and just kind of share his insights behind how show it got started, really just the gist of, of running a huge company like that. And then also got diving into a little bit about the community that show it has so great, uh, just is great at cultivating. So welcome to the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast, Todd. Hey, thank you. Thanks so much, Sean. It's, it's great to be here and appreciate you having me on here. I think, uh, you know, that, that intro is probably uh, more than I deserve. So I appreciate it. Hardly. <laughs> so um, for those people who don't know you or aren't familiar with show it, what's kind of that, you know, the couple minute rundown of what show it does, who you guys are, and then kind of your story of how you started show it or came to be in the, in the company. Yeah. So what I would, what I typically start with, with people is that a lot of people, a lot of photographers specifically feel stuck in their website, you know? And so they feel stuck in so many different ways, whether that be from, you know, coming from a WordPress template or from a, a, a Squarespace or something where they have a template that they feel like I want to look a certain way, but the template doesn't allow me or I feel stuck. I need to hire someone to, to do that. Uh, and so we say we went out and decided to create a, a drag and drop builder that truly is 
what you see is what you get. It's, it's more similar to Photoshop, more similar to Adobe Illustrator, something like that, where you can actually place things where you want them. Um, and then that allows someone to have the creative freedom to build the brand, uh, to build their site to be exactly who they are, what they want to want to be with that, so they can, uh, you know, book their ideal clients. That's the, the big thing for us is that when you can express yourself uh, in a way that is going to show who you are as a photographer, as a business, like we think that provides opportunities to connect with the clients. And so, um, you know, a lot of people when they get started in in, in building a website, they do the easy thing. You know, and I, I think that's wonderful that there's easy options to get you up and going right away. Um, but unfortunately easy sometimes ends up with stuck, you know, cause that, that is kind of the path that you end up with. And so we really wanted to free up photographers to really ex experience creative freedom. And so that's, that's kind of where we, we landed, where we, where we started. And, um, one of the things that we felt like with that was that WordPress has this great platform. 30% of the web is running on WordPress. And so, uh, we understood that there's so much great stuff about the content SEO that we wanted to bring into what show it does. So we actually integrate with, with WordPress. And I think that's been the big thing is like, now you have that creative freedom to build and design what you want to do, but also have that, that power of WordPress to manage content and, and build a, a great site that has um, good SEO and all those kinds of things. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I know my site's built on show it. I, you know, I started that, like you said, that easy route where it's, portfolio primarily and you know you can add a contact button and all that stuff and then really what I found with show it was that it was one of the best online platforms for being able to brand it how you need it to where now all of a sudden your social media mm -hmm. and your website work cohesively together versus kind of fighting each other to get it to, to the point yeah. you want so I think that's exactly exactly what you guys do like you said is is gap that or bridge that gap between creativity and then that kind of being stuck in how do I code for this thing being here? You guys take all of that out of the equation, yeah. which, I, which I think is tremendous. So, um, so how did you get started with show it kind of what's your story and how you fell into this whole web design digital realm? Yeah. So man, it goes way back. I had a friend who was a photographer and he came to me and we said, Hey, you know, can we build this? We actually started with his website and he said, can we build a website? And I was like, well, you know, I have a little experience in that. And this was back in I don't know, 2005, 2006. And so we, uh, we looked at building that in flash and, <laughs> um, you know, we built this great site, but part of that site had some slideshows. And so, uh, he said, is there a way that we could make this available for photographers to build their own slideshow? And, and I was like, well, yeah, I think that's, that's possible. We could probably build something like that. So together we collaborated and built this slideshow product. And I think at the time we thought, you know, or I thought, uh, man, you know, I was doing this on the side. So I was like, we sell 50 of these. This, this is going to be great. And I think <laughs> over the next five years, we sold like 15,000 of, of the slideshow software. So that's kind of like where show it was birthed was kind of in this, this slideshow software. Um, as we built this slideshow, we realized that, that photographers were putting the slideshows on their website and they didn't have, you know, like it didn't really match because their website wasn't that great or it was this template that, um, you know, just didn't look so well. So we, we said, you know, I, I feel like that's the more important thing is like what someone's website is going to end up looking like. And so we shifted and, and decided to go in the website space. And so we built, um, the original show it was built in like 2008. We started that and um, 
<clears throat> that was built on Flash as well, so it's still uh, <laughs> early days before mobile devices and all those kinds of things, and so it was a, it was a desktop platform. Um, and so we, we built our customers and, and had some great sites over the years, and then at a certain point, uh, you know, Steve Jobs came along and said, you know, no Flash <laughs> on the iPhone, you know, yeah. all, all, the, all the fun with that. And so we got to experience this, like, oh, no, we have this platform that works, but it, it's not moving forward into the future. Um, and so uh, in 2014, we actually split the company into two, um, and I took over Show It, and my uh, business partner at the time, he took over Pass, which was our uh, photo delivery system. And uh, so we kind of rebooted. We started over, and we, and we built a platform from, from scratch and just decided, hey, let's, let's go after this thing and, and see if we can make that work. And um, so really launched that in 2016, and you know, really the last three years that we've been uh, we took a lot of the concepts and ideas that we learned from years and years of, of building websites uh, and then built that into a new feature platform that really um, is designed with uh, mobile devices and desktop and then also around WordPress as well. So taking, took a lot of those things that we learned and said, okay, let's, let's build a platform that, um, that really fits what, what we feel and what we've seen in the market really wants. Uh, and so uh, that's, that's kind of the origins of ShowIt and uh, we've been really enjoying that journey since then. I love it. Oh, I think the I think the cool thing is that you guys started where it wasn't going out and designing a product just to design a product. It was really fitting that need and then adapting that product to to fit that space that you guys saw kind of a deficiency in, which I think is where honestly the best products are are born is products that are are designed with kind of filling it's uh I think it's Seth Godin talks about that lock and key method where you can go out and design a key to fit a lock versus fitting a, a lock and trying to find building a lock and trying to find the key. And I think that's exactly what you guys did is your partner needed a, a site and so you yeah. went out and, and figured out that other photographers needed and, and worked to grow it. So um, kind of over that transition, that period from going from that slideshow to the website, um, what did you see as like kind of your mission behind that process? Was it to help photographers? Was it to, to build a site that they could do themselves? Was it working to grow that community of designers that you guys have now? Or what was kind of your in initial purpose behind that? Yeah, I, I think that really goes back to where our heart is. And when we look at the businesses over the years that succeed, so many times it, it is the ones that are connected, you know, that are in community, that have um, good friendships in, in the industry and, and build on that. So we, we really started as a a forum back before Facebook and all those kinds of things, you know, and it was called open source photo. And it was like one of those first things that like really put out um, information on how to build a photography business and, you know, let people participate and have this, this community around that. And so in being a part of that community and really seeing and answering questions and seeing where we're at, um, that, that, uh, that theme we realized just kept coming up over and over again of, of being stuck, you know, like the, the templates that were out there, it was, it was great to get there fast, but people just got stuck. And so we just felt like that was uh, frustrating for a brand to really grow and build. And so we said, there has to be a way that we can build a platform. Uh, it's going to be after people who, it's not people that just want to be in and done. Um, they're going to be growing their business over the years and the years. And so with that, we thought, okay, we, we need to have a platform that grows with people that they can design, that they can um, make that. And so, those lessons that we learned in building that community is really 
the ones who input into what we decide to build as a software company. And so even now, that's, that continues to be who we are. is about the community. We're not, we're not focused on getting everyone under the sun to use show it. We, we are really focused on photographers. You know, that's, that's who we want to be uh, with and a part of. Well, I think one of the things that you guys do really well is, is that community. So um, for those viewers and listeners who don't know, you guys have obviously the, the Show It web kind of platform, but you also have Show It United, which is your, your conference. Tell us a little bit about Show It United and how that got to be started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the early days of um, trying to build community, we, you know, we saw this happen online and realized that a lot of the really great connections and businesses, you know, like they happen because you know somebody and that you've interacted with them and you actually participated. So early on, we actually did bus tours and we, we had a bus that we went around the country, like 30 cities, you know, and all around and we'd show up and we'd uh, put on events and get people together and, and try to uh, facilitate growth and, and education, but also in relationships and in community. And so uh, after doing some of these bus tours, we realized, oh man, it would be great to pull everyone from, you know, to one spot as opposed to, you know, being all over the place. And so we, we started that first conference. It was actually, um, we, we did them at the same time as WPPI for a couple of years. And so we knew people were coming to Vegas for WPPI. We thought, hey, let's gather people that want to grow in this way together. And so we were doing that for a couple of years and then realized, you know what, let's make this our own conference. And so we did that for a couple of years in California. Uh, and then when the company split, show it took over the, the conference as well. And so the last four years have been uh, in Arizona and, and our company has been putting those on. And um, really that the idea for that event, it's not a, uh, it's not like a user conference, you know, not everyone that goes to United is a show user. Yeah. It's really our, our uh, investment into the community that we want to see that community grow and thrive because like we will thrive as a business when we're a part of a community that's thriving. And so, that's our, our way to invest in that and say, how can we make this something that's really valuable for people? And so we're looking at education. You know, when you come to United, we're going to have great speakers and education and, and things to learn, you know, hands-on styled shoots. So you can get a chance to actually shoot and have models and have someone who's uh, got a lot of great experience show you hands-on some of those kind of things. But then we really craft a lot of it around the events and, and just facilitate ways for people to, to meet in and develop friendships and, and have those relationships that will go on and on beyond United. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and one of the things I think, um, not just the in-person stuff that you guys do with show at United, but you also have the, the show at tears or the show at kind of the Facebook group too. Mm -hmm. where you have that, that digital and, and in-person community. So, um, talk a little bit about kind of your beliefs on the importance of, it's one thing to connect digitally with somebody over, over the interwebs and social media and these days, and you can get to feel like you almost know them, but mm -hmm. there's that, there's kind of the, something that's intangible about actually meeting in person and, and having yeah. those ideas or those connections flow a little bit more organically. Um, yeah. so talk a little bit about kind of your, your thoughts on digital versus in-person connections and that sort of thing. Yeah. There's a book called the power of the other. And I, I think it's just such a good, um, good book if you if you're looking for something that really talks about the power of having um, people in your life that are that are looking at the areas and then challenging you um, I think that is the big thing about what's different from a 
just having someone on Facebook who's going to make comments or that you can ask questions. Like those things are all, all great. But when you actually meet someone face to face, you actually accelerate that, that friendship and that relationship. And then also once you share experiences, you know, once you have memories to draw on, uh, you, you know, you look back and you can see where friendships develop. And a lot of times it's through those shared memories, those shared experiences. And once you have that baseline to have um, that shared experience, now you can build accountability. So now you actually have people in your life that uh, the social media side of it, the Facebook and all those kind of things can extend and, and lengthen and, and give you, you know, more power and more energy for that relationship. But that face-to-face -face is really when a lot of that accelerates and ramps up of, of like what it is to have a relationship with somebody. And so um, I, I think it's so valuable for us to invest, especially as business owners and as someone who's building a business, like getting around people in the same phase and the same um, mindset, you know, it's just different than having your friends that you might have from all over the place that are going in different directions. They might be really great for fitness or they might be great for what your spiritual life looks like, or they might be great for personal development. But as far as business development goes, like it's really important to have people that are sharing those kind of things have gone before you or coming behind you that you have the ability to, to share those things. So yeah, I, I just am a big believer in, in making sure that you're intentional about building a community that in all areas of your life. So how do you cultivate a community? Yeah, I mean, I think the, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question. And I think um, it, it starts with that vulnerability. You know, like you have to be really intentional about being vulnerable. Um, and, you know, that's, that's probably the thing that I see most is you know, when we try to be intentional about setting the table. Uh, for people, like when we set um, United, you know, like we, we describe it to our team as really setting the table of, of putting out an environment where we hope this, this community can be fostered. But that will really happen when people choose to be vulnerable with each other, that they let their guard down, their walls down, and, and are okay exposing the things that are hard and the things that um, they struggle with and that we can um, truly see each other, uh, not just as, you know, icons and, and, uh, um, profile photos or whatever yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. impersonal you know when, when you truly see someone and they see you 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 develop that community and so that's you know the struggle of anything i mean networking events can be great but a lot of times they don't uh facilitate that true vulnerability that builds the type of community that's going to support each other you know and so that's what i would say like in, in encouraging anyone to become a part of a community and honestly Sometimes networking events don't really provide the opportunity for a type of friendship. So that's fine. You need to know that walk into there. You don't need to walk into every room hoping to, you know, share your deepest, darkest secrets or something like that. Like that's not. Yes, yeah, so maybe probably the opposite of what you want to do to it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But I do think that once you establish friendships and things like that, it's, you know, it's important that you consider what, how you go deep so that you actually are building a community around you. Yeah. So you talk about vulnerability. When was the time that you were vulnerable and kind of what did you learn or how did you grow from, from kind of putting your guard down, like you mentioned? Yeah, I, I think the, um, man, there's probably so many areas you could go with that, but I think one of the things, uh, I just read the book, uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown and she, yeah. she makes that a real, uh, a great theme in hers just on that topic. And she talks about the, the, the right time, the right places and the right people, you know, you know, like that, 
that context for vulnerability. And, and so like for me as leading a company, you know, we were experiencing this, this transition of um, having show it going from um, being one platform and we're losing customers because we really need to restart and start over. And we only have a certain runway really to do that before we need to let employees go and, and, you know, like really downsize. And so you're seeing the excitement of the potential energy, but then also, um, knowing that, uh, you know, it's not sustainable without something, you know? And so I think for me, that was definitely a really vulnerable season. (laughs) And, and I realized that it wasn't a good one for me to be vulnerable with my employees or the people that I was working with because, you know, we need to present a, you know, like we've got a path forward, we're going. Sure. But, you know, on the backside, I have, you know, some really key friendships and other you know, business leaders who've been through hard times that I'm able to share, like, I don't know what to do about payroll. I don't know if I'm going to have to let people go. I don't know, you know, like where, where it's going to be, you know, you know, how does this land? You know, like what is, what's my responsibility as an owner? You know, how, how do I do this? You know, how do I navigate this when it feels like, you know, um, do I go go into debt further? Do I get investment? Or you know, all those things that can be really scary in the midst of trying to build a business. Um, you know, it was it was important that I was able to be vulnerable with some of those key friendships that yeah that look you know, and while still being able to say to our employees, yeah, hey, we're going forward. You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep going. You know, not not in a two faced way, but just to 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 have the confidence. You know, that that builds that type of energy and momentum for for everyone on the team. Totally. Well, I, I think that a lot of people get caught up where they think that vulnerability is weakness, where I think it's actually the opposite. I think that it takes strength to be vulnerable because if you're constantly putting up a shield, there's no real way it's kind of, you know, iron sharpens iron kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're always shielding that, I don't think there's any way for you to grow as photographers. And um, kind of one of the things I heard in, in your kind of your story right there is, that it worked to to kind of strengthen show it ultimately their your company your you know community of employees and um, the brand itself so kind of for finding strength did you have to rely on was it all internal was it external kind of turning to somebody a mentor a friend where did you find that strength yeah I think it, it's key to I would never say it was from myself I would always say it's from you know um, you know, definitely I would, I would point to the Lord and say that huge, you know, time of prayer for me, but also, you know, with my wife and then key business uh, relationships and friendships, um, you know, even in the midst of figuring out how to, to spend uh, money on employees and you know, marketing and all those kinds of things, I'm still spending money on coaches, business coaches. It's, I, it's like, I know I need someone third party outside of being in the weeds that can, you know, look at what's going on and, and be able to, to point out certain things. So, you know, I, I always encourage people that, you know, what you can do with spending on a coach, it's just so key to have somebody who's their intent is just to be looking from the outside on what, on what you're doing and, and have a, a real best interest in that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say I don't think there's like one thing, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that I call it. And, and, you know, for me, I think, um, one of the, the things I'll, I'll tell people is like, I, I also do uh, marathons and um, this last year I trained, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I trained for an Ironman, which is, uh, was just a crazy process. But that training is um, 
really about training your brain, you know, more than I feel like training. I mean, there's a, obviously an aspect of training your body, but so much of endurance sports is about teaching your mind to say yes when your body's saying no. And so I think that's, um, that's a, a muscle that you have to um, work out just like you would work out the rest of your body. And so I think in the midst of the really hard times, um, it's good to be able to fall back on having trained your brain to, to endure through the hard things, you know, like there's sleepless nights where it's like, I'm just laying in bed. I can't solve the problem, you know, but that's the endurance piece of just, you know, pushing through and saying, okay, we're going to get to the other side and something's going to happen. So, so let's uh, talk about that a little bit and that kind of um, the similarities between running marathons and Ironmans and running a business or maybe it's uh, somebody that's involved with another type of fitness or another kind of in a personal hobby or endeavor. Mm-hmm. How do you draw those similarities between something that seems so disconnected to what you're doing as a, as a business owner, but ultimately is, is actually super connected. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm partial to endurance sports because that's what I happen to do, but I also have many friends that, you know, that's not their thing and um, they have other, other goals and, um, I'm definitely, you know, um, encourage you that like, whether it be in fitness or other areas of your life that you're, um, that you have those ways that you're, you're stretching your brain and stretching um, your body and, and those things so that, that you can encounter the, that, um, I just love the endurance side of things because, um, that, that connection that happens, um, people ask me like, Oh, is it, you know, like once you started training, didn't it get easy? And I'm like, no, every, every time I'm out there, it's not easy. You know, like it's, you know, you're like, you know, 60 miles into a bike ride, you still want to give up, you know, 70 miles and you still want to give up, you know, like it it doesn't like, you know, Oh, okay. Now we're fine. Like, (laughs) you know, like, and I think that's what happens in business. You know, like you get through like five hurdles, you book a couple clients or something like that, you know, for a photographer. And then, then all of a sudden, something doesn't work out, you know, or something falls through, like, what is it that gets you up, you know, to that next thing and say, okay, no, we, we're going to handle this. We're going to keep moving on and, and work with, with what we have in front of us. And so um, I think Angela Duckworth calls that grit. And I think it's a, a, if you've read her book, it's a great one on that, that concept of, of that resiliency that you have when things don't go your way and, and just building grit in your life. And so, you know, one of the themes that we talked about at United a couple of years back was just do hard things, like yeah. choosing to do hard things because it builds that grittiness in you, that builds resilience, um, because life isn't going to be easy. You know, that's just the, the nature of it. There's so many things that are going to come at you that are going to be hard. And it's about like, what do you do with that? You know, what do you, how do you grit it out in the midst of what can be really t- t- tough? Yeah. Totally. Well, I think that that's just a business lesson right there is that like you mentioned, there are going to be times where it's, where it feels easy. And then all of a sudden it's those hard parts you kind of have to push through and those hurdles or those valleys and those peaks that you're going to go through where times are going to be, you're going down the mountain and everything is great. And then all of a sudden you're climbing that mountain and you want to give up, but it's not until you really kind of reach that peak of that stage in your business that, you know, I think you feel more rewarded when you're, you're moving forward when you're working up the mountain versus kind of coasting down. Yeah. 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 I think there's a, a Ramsey quote. I think it said that, that, um, that when, when you're standing on the mountain, mountain of success, you might wonder what you're standing on. And it's, uh, you know, you're standing on, on top of all your failures instead of being buried underneath them, you know? And I think 
that concept of just realizing that like you have to stand on those failures and keep going forward um, or else you get buried under them, you know, and that's usually where, where it falls out and, and you know, a lot of giving up, you know, and falling onto that. Whereas you look at someone who's succeeded, it's usually through a lot of failure. Absolutely. So I got to ask you guys every year on, on social media post about your uh, shrimps giving or whatever you call it. So tell us a little bit about shrimp giving, how it came <laughs> about, because I think that's one of, you know, people, they see it on social media and they're like, why the heck is the whole show a team bringing in plates and plates of shrimp to the office? So what is, what's the story behind this? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, uh, man. <sighs> The funny thing is we have a pretty fun video that talks about the origins of shrimps giving and there's a lot of controversy on our team of how, how it came about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, we have a really great culture here at show and I, I really enjoy the team. And, you know, when I, when I talk about that creativity of saying like, you know, we want to give creative freedom to, to people who use show it. Ultimately, like when I talk about my why, it's going to be that I want to cultivate creativity and uh, like cultivate the creativity that exists in each person. And so when I think about that, I think about that with my team as well. And so we're very intentional about what we're doing with our team. And so, um, you know, when things come up, we, we tend to run with them and, and have, a, have a good time with it. And so I think it was around the Thanksgiving uh, that we, you know, uh, someone was talking about how much they just love shrimp. And <laughs> there's, there should be a holiday around that instead of turkey. And, you know, so it just kept like kind of going on and on. And it was like, how can we make that happen? And so. Uh, shrimp giving was born and uh, it was like we started with one little thing and it was like okay, let's do this and then it just escalates you know and we have fun with it and the, now there's traditions around what we do at shrimp giving and how we do that and now it's this giant potluck and everyone's trying to make the, the best the best shrimp dish and uh, <laughs> it comes up with some really random stuff but thankfully shrimpsgiving.com was available so now there's a show oh, perfect there. yeah that's a hot so. main right there right <laughs> So, so yeah, we have that one. Well, and how, how do you think that that, cause I think there are times where you gotta, you gotta work hard and you also gotta play hard. So how do you think that that plays into ultimately coming together as a team? Yeah. I mean, for me, what, what I would tell anyone who or actually, I don't like to talk about our customer support team, but our, our customers will, will talk about them even more and more. But I, I really believe that when you have, happy people and do, you know enjoying what they're doing getting to experience that creativity that they are better people for helping support somebody else you know and so it's a very virtuous cycle in that sense and so when it comes to our, our support team uh, that's you know a lot of who our staff is, is is people that you'll interact with if you have questions about software you'll find that these guys you know they, they'll go above and beyond to make things work and the reason they do that is because they know that they're well supported and on our team. And so um, we, uh, we do all kinds of fun things. In fact, you know, right now, like uh, the Marvel um, Avengers Avengers end game, it's coming out April 25th. And uh, so we actually rented a theater. I mean, we got a lot of Marvel fans around the office. So we ended up renting out a theater (laughs) for them to bring their friends and, and, and everyone to go to that. But we decided to up at one and uh, made it uh, Marvel Movie Month here at the office. Mm-hmm. And so every day at 2 in, uh, in April uh, at 2 p.m., we turn on the next uh, movie. And we're playing each one chronologically all the way through. So while they're working on sport or whatever else in the background, we're making it through each of the movies uh, so that it'll finish off on uh, April 25th and be ready to watch uh, 
Endgame for those who have missed any movies along the way, the twenty something that, uh, that that lead up to it. So, That's okay. awesome. Yeah, my my girlfriend's a huge uh, Marvel fan, and so it's on each of my flights. I've been slowly making my way through uh, <laughs> the Avengers movies on the in-flight entertainment. But um, awesome. so, kind of going back, you guys you guys have a a, a team, and let's talk about kind of that that building process where um, I think a lot of photographers who are listening might be trying to do it all themselves. I'm sure that you were fairly similar in the beginning where it's, you're trying to do, you know, wear 20 different hats. When was the point where you realized you're like, we need to, we need to hire, we need to outsource, um, kind of take stress off of, of yourself. How did you realize that? Yeah. Um, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. You know, like that's a that's a hard one for anyone that's experiencing growth and and trying to figure out you know how to manage and keep up with everything that might be coming their way. Um, you know, when when you, when you look at a company that's got investment, they kind of hire up front uh, into the demand. Uh, <clears throat> but for most photographers or for us, we're a bootstrap company. We haven't taken investment. So <clears throat> when we um, when we look at that, you know, we have to build up a certain amount of revenue so that we can hire somebody else, you know? And so it's this process of building up enough to be able to have some margin, um, to be able to do that. So with that, like when we're looking at our first employees, like we have to look at like, where are the biggest pain points, you know, and is there ways that we can uh, make that work? And so like when we started early on, it was like customer support is the thing that we see a lot of. And, so our first hires would be someone in customer support that would help out a few hours a week. And then, it, you know, like that ramps up and all of a sudden now you have someone, you know, working, you know, a lot of hours a week. And then, um, but I think the, the biggest difficulty with any of those, those steps along the way of growth is to just choose to delegate, you know, like, you know, the, the, the hardest thing is to say like, you know, only I know how to, how to do it the right way, you know, and then, be able to give that up and say no I, i'm going to trust somebody else to do that uh, and then when you trust them and then you find out oh actually they can do it better than i can't uh, you, know, and, and the, you know that happens over and over again and so um, there's always this, this sense of the more that you uh, let go the more that you can experience growth and so um, we see that with photographers all the time that you know really want to hold on to their editing and their style and some of those kind of things but as you can learn to outsource that as you can learn to bring someone on to, to train and teach as you can um, do some of those those things to to just start in small steps of like hiring and working with somebody else that it really scales the potential for you to take something that would be um, you know value like what, what becomes the most valuable things that you can focus on those things and um, I think there's that that phrase that you know that money is um, thank you notes with presence faces on it. Um, I think I think <laughs> when you see that you realize that like okay when someone's giving you money it's because they value something that you know like they're saying thank you for what you're doing. And so when you can see it through that perspective, you can see like okay what are the things that I specifically do that are the most valuable that people. Um, will want to thank me the most for, you know, for that service. And then when, when you realize that there's things that somebody else would, would bring a certain amount of value for that, you, you can look at that value exchange and that's when, you know, hiring can happen and you can, you know, change the way that your business works. So um, 
yeah, it, it takes a little bit, and I, I've never told when that's easy to, to hire. Finding people is uh, always going to be difficult. What was the biggest thing that you think that you took away from outsourcing or hiring, whether that be sanity or um, time back with family? What did you What did you gain from that? Yeah, um, man, that's that's a really good one. I I think for for me, as we started our company, we did almost everyone was remote. So we started a remote team. Um, and there's lots of studies on how great running a remote company it can be. And I, I, I can see lots of ways that that can be really valuable. Uh, I found for, for me specifically, I like the, the community, the connection, the interaction. Uh, and so we actually went the opposite direction where we eventually consolidated um, to become an, you know, an office uh, together. And then we're coming in just a little bit. Um, in, in fact, our first office was in my backyard. It was a, a building that was in the back that we uh, had, had built out um, and, and had a friend that painted it to look like a, a spaceship. So that was That's our, awesome. our, our spaceship office was kind of just at my house. And then uh, as our team grew, we were eventually in this office that we're in now. Um, but uh, yeah, the, that, that process of, of bringing people on and, and, and seeing them grow um, I, I found that, uh, like when I think about what I find the most rewarding and satisfying in life is that connection and, and growing people and cultivating that. And so while I want to do that with the product that we provide to photographers, I also really want to do that with the team. So, um, so for me, that's, that's a big part of, of why I uh, look at hiring and, and building a company is a great opportunity to be invested in other people. Well, I think that's interesting you say that about the remote versus the in-person team because um, a couple years back when Snapchat went public, one of, the de- one of the things that devalued their company was that even though they were all in Venice Beach, that they were separated over multiple locations within Venice Beach, so multiple houses where, you know, supports over here and then designs yeah. over here. Um, that's one of the things that they devalued because the company, because of due to the the employees not really being able to find that community. So I think that's super important. I, why I think that, you know, in-person conferences like the senior stock guy push conference and show it United conference are so important where, you know, it's that bridging the gap between online and in-person networking community building, like you talked about. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen the rise of co-working spaces, you know, that, that keep popping up here and there. Uh, and there's a lot in Phoenix and, and the energy that you get from being around people that are also working, like I just encourage photographers, even if it's not like you're doing, you know, every day there, like being able to set aside, uh, you know, eight hours a day or something like that, or eight hours a week that you say, I'm going to be at the office, not because you want to have like a corporate job at the office or something like that, <laughs> but that, but that you have the chance to be around the energy that happens when people are, are together and collaborating and, and, uh, um, yeah, building the business. You know, I think that, that yeah. it's important to, to look for those kind of opportunities as well. Well, I think that's a great, a great point about like those co-working spaces, uh, WeWork or whatever uh, kind of is, is the big one that's popping up because a lot of photographers that are listening, you know, they're solo. They sit at their desk all day and really yeah. their only interaction is maybe with their husband or <laughs> their dog at the end of the day or whatever. And so they don't have those, those personal relationships. So I think that that co-working thing is is incredible like you talked about where it's really finding those spaces that you can be with like-minded individuals or individuals 
um, that maybe are outside of your sphere where you're kind of bouncing off creative ideas with and getting those unique perspectives. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly don't think it's convenient, you know, like it's not convenient to go into a space versus just working from home at your desk. You know, you're like, I could be more productive here. I could, you know, you know, like I'm more isolated. I'm more like, yeah, I, I, I agree, you know, from that perspective, but from a life perspective and like, actually you might have, you know, huge breakthroughs that are going to happen because you're around people that you just don't know that you're missing because you're isolated. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's worth, taking the risk on, on being out you know, a little bit and investing and in, in, uh, being around people like that. Absolutely. Um, what do you guys think that's something that unique that you're doing at show it? Ooh, man. Uh, I guess I could go a couple different ways, but from a technical uh, perspective or product perspective or any, I would say anything. Um, maybe it's, you know, how you're interacting with customers, how you're, really anything client technical whatever comes to mind first yeah i touched a little bit on that with our customer support team i think you know like we hear that over and over again you know we um we don't we don't spend a lot on marketing you know like our our customer support team is our marketing team you know like that that's how people um hear about us is because they have a good experience and they tell a friend and that's you know that's what we are invested in and so um we, we do surveys like constantly and we constantly hear that same feedback. Like, you know, we love the product, love the support. Those are the two things that we work on is building a great product and building a good support team. That's going to, because when it comes to a website, there's just too many questions, you know, like you, you would, it would be easy to try, you know, in an ideal world, you're like, Oh, we'll just simplify the problem. Let's make it easy. And it's like, but there's just too many things that come up with a website. You know, there's, you're always going to have a question about something. Yeah. And you know, so we want to be, we understand that, yeah, there's going to be questions. And so we want to be really available to, to help you and not just, you know, pass you off to something, but like really care about that. So um, I think for sure that's very unique for, uh, for us to be as, as involved uh, with the, on the support side as that. And then I think from a, the product perspective, you know, we're doing something that's different than anybody else when it comes to the WordPress space. You know, when you, when you look at WordPress, most people are, WordPress has a way of building a theme and doing a theme inside of, of WordPress. And so there's lots of themes out there and you can buy a theme or a page builder and some of those kind of things, but they all work inside of um, WordPress and there's limitations for how you can do that. And you kind of get stuck on, on what you can do and you can only go so far. And so we actually, you know, show it lives outside of WordPress, you know, we're a standalone platform. And so when you build in that, we actually generate a theme uh, from whatever you've built. And so um, it, that's unique to the industry. You know, people aren't doing it that way. And it's um, pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it, we think it's uh, a, a unique way to do it that, that really provides a, a great experience for people to, to still have WordPress when it comes to building blog, page, blog posts and things like that, articles. But when it comes to actually designing, you don't, you're not having to interact with the, all the stuff that WordPress does. Absolutely. Um, as we kind of get to the end and, and kind of wrap up, um, I always like to ask one of the questions is, uh, what are you most proud of, whether that be in your personal life, business life, anything? Ooh, man. That's a, <laughs> um, man. I, think, uh, I think it's probably my, my, my wife and kids are always like, so I, I have four boys and I think, 
you know, when I when I look at them, like that, those are the you know the things that make me you know what when they're doing things and when they're learning. I think that makes me the most proud, you know, of what you know what that is, and and just my wife, the way that she has raised them, you know, with me and and the, and the kids that they are now. I think, um, yeah, I think, and even just just to talk a little bit about that side of when I talk about creative freedom for, for business and a product, I think about that a lot for life too. And we, we try to um, live that in the way that we're building um, our life. And so like this last year, we actually took uh, six weeks to go on the road in an RV and travel around the country oh, wow. with kids and yeah. took them out of school for a semester and, and did that. And, um, and so I think just building towards things like that, that you can say like, yeah, that makes me most proud is to be a part of you know our family that's doing things that that are that are good for for life and for creativity. So I love it. Awesome. Where can people connect with you online, social, all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, showit.co is uh, is our website. Um, we've been trying to buy that m for dot com for for twelve years or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but so showit.co is uh, is our website and. Uh, is, uh, Instagram is show it and um, me personally Todd Watson you can connect with me um, Instagram as well um, I think I'm Todd Watson 23 at, um, and Todd at show you can send me an email and uh, I'll be respond respond to all those as well awesome so. yeah I know that it's always tricky getting the domain with a, a common name like Sean Brown I think uh, Sean Brown.com the last I inquired was going for a cool 18,000 which uh, <laughs> yeah, Sean Brown was okay for uh, a little bit less. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I always like to also end the episode with you getting to ask a question to our, our viewers and audience. It can be photography related. It can be um, web related. It can be life related. Um, just a question that you want them to answer. If you guys are, are listening on the podcast, um, screenshot that podcast, tag at show it at Senior Style Guide and then at Sean Brown Productions. You can tag Todd as well. And we'll try and answer, uh, I would just like to see your, your guys' answers to the question that Todd's about to ask, um, as well as connect with you and just say hello um, and thank you guys for watching the, the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. So uh, to kind of wrap up the episode, what is one question that you want to ask our viewers and have them answer, whether that be in the comments or the Instagram DMs? Hmm. Uh, man, I, I love when people are overcoming their fears, I'd love to hear like, what's the scariest thing that you've ever done? You know, scariest like scariest thing you've ever done. Yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm always fascinated by what people can overcome. And, and so I think that's like Iron Man races. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on guys. Uh, guys, if you have not had a chance to check out show it, please do. I highly recommend them. It's the platform of, of my choice. It's what my website's built on. It's just one of the most incredible, powerful web builders. So do yourself a favor, check it out. If you guys are wanting to be more involved in the photography community and you don't know where to start, um, check out the Show It Facebook group as well as Show It United. I think that there are two tremendous areas with um, a, a lot of positive support, which I think, you know, there are a lot of Facebook groups out there where um, negative negativity can kind of seep in. And I think that Show It's really great about making sure that it's just, you know, an overly positive community. So um, thank you so much, Todd, for being on here. It was great to to chat with you and I'm, I know that there's a takeaway for for all photographers regardless of the genre so thank you for taking the time out of your morning to, to come on here yeah. so 
Awesome. Until next time, we'll see you. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around. Thank you.